And now, after years of planning, sweating, and going broke, here is the Boots and Whiskey Podcast with Jim Belial. And alert the media. Why they would give this man a podcast is anyone's guess. And there is what could only be a bizarre coincidence or something else. Welcome to the Boots and Whiskey Podcast with Jim Belial. Track drunk and stupid is no way to go through life, sir. Country music and fine moonshine. You look like the vermin-ridden son of a bitch you are. A podcast for everyone in the good old USA and all around the world. Over there, over there, send the word, send the word over there. Quality booze and country music at its best. So you're saying, can you set my country music award on fire? The music... Nice and loud. What we do is if we need that extra push over the cliff, you know what we do? Put it up to a 11, exactly. You can email the show at bootsandwhiskeypodcast at gmail.com. That's bootsandwhiskeypodcast at gmail.com. It's just swimming with bow-legged women. All social media can be found at Boots and Whiskey Podcast. The show is great, even if you're sober. Well... My advice to you... Start drinking heavily. Jim loves his music and his whiskey. A real woman could stop you from drinking. It has to be a real big woman. This is the Boots and Whiskey Podcast with Jim Belisle. Great music, great booze, and fun, even for you non-drinkers. Y'all want to drink whiskey? <laughs> I'd like a Coca-Cola in a clean glass. Finally, a podcast that lets it all hang out. Let's level with America. Got your boots? Ready for some whiskey? These boots are made for walking. One of these days these boots are gonna walk all over you. And now, the Boots and Whiskey Podcast with Jim Belisle. Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of the Boots and Whiskey Podcast. It is the first Tuesday in April. Holy crap. What a crazy couple of months it's been. Um, I hope you've all enjoyed the um, Black History Month we did in February, Women's History Month we just did in March. Now we're back to regularly scheduled programming. Um, We bring you Josh Kaiser today. If you don't know Josh Kaiser, welcome to country music. Because this guy, I'm telling you right now, is going to fucking explode. Um, I am actually honored that he was on this show um it was <sighs> we recorded this episode back in mid-february but with you know the women's history month that we that we planned out you know that was very important to me to do um so it killed me to sit on this episode as long as i have it absolutely has killed me because it was one of the most authentic. This has been one of the most authentic conversations I've had to date on this show. There was no punches pulled. There's no bullshit in this episode. And I love it. I love it. Um, we talk about being parents. We talk about music. We talk about life. We talk about everything. You know, I've said it a few times, but I really think this this episode was the epitome of what this show is. Or what this show should be. Josh Kaiser is a class act. Josh Kaiser. I I don't understand why he's not already bigger than he is. If you don't know who Josh Kaiser is, um, put this episode on pause. Go listen to a song or two on Spotify or Apple Music or wherever the hell you get your music. And then come back to this episode. Josh Kaiser sounds like Chris Stapleton. Josh Kaiser, and I know I'm saying Josh Kaiser a lot, but Josh Kaiser has country music in his soul. Um, the lyrics that he's produced, the songs he's produced, the song, everything about him screams country music. It is country music to the core ladies and gentlemen I am honored and privileged to be able to present to you today my conversation with Josh Josh Kaiser this is still one of the one of the one of those conversations that I replay over and over in my head since it's happened 
you know, it's one of those ones where it's like, oh, I wish we would have talked about this a little more. Oh, I wish I would have talked about that. Oh, I wish I would have thought about that. But I think there'll be there'll come a day where Josh Kaiser is back on this episode on this show. At least I hope so. I would love to have him. Um. So you know, before we get into the the conversation, I want to thank all of my friends over at um, CMV Music Network, Soul Authentic, Dirt Road Scholar Supply Company, Matthew Allen Photography. Um, thank you guys so much. Um, Here's some words from C- about CMV, and then we'll uh, we'll take you right into the Kaiser interview. Enjoy. I also want to say a big thank you to our friends over at CMV Music Network for sponsoring today's episode and helping us bring it to you. Always remember, CMV Music Network, it's where musicians come to play. Hey, Josh. How's it going, bud? I'm good, man. How are you? Dude, I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Just getting things done around the place today. Gotta love it, man. I can't, you know, I honestly can't thank you enough for being on the show with us. Oh, absolutely. I wouldn't have missed it for nothing. Oh, man. You know, I can't tell you. So a couple of weeks ago, well, it's been more than that now, especially by the time this comes out. (laughs) um, I stumbled across you on Spotify. Oh, amazing. just one of those playlists and like your voice and your sound literally stopped me in my tracks. Oh man. Thank you. Like I couldn't I believe it. That. I was like, I was like, Oh, Chris Stapleton's got a new tune out. <laughs> and then I was like, what the hell is this Josh Kaiser kid? <laughs> yeah. I get that. I get that one uh, quite a bit. I have to say the Stapleton thing. Dude, Whiskey Wins may be the best song of 22 so far. Oh, Lord. I, I, I appreciate that. And I hope that, uh, you know, I, I hope that we can get it out there as well as we can independently so everybody can, can listen to it for sure. Yeah. So, like, like I told you, you know, this is all about you. Um, you know, tell us how you started this. How did, how, how do we know Josh Kaiser as of today? Yeah. Uh, so shoot, man. Uh, you know, I've been going out this for about three, two and a half, three years now. Um, I get really kind of caught up in time. I kind of forget how long it's been, but, um, you know, uh, I was working a job out in Cleveland, Tennessee, where I'm from and my hometown. And, uh, I uh, started kind of getting back into music and being in the church and all that kind of stuff. And uh, a buddy of mine that I was powerlifting with uh, heard a video of me singing and was like, hey, man, uh, you want to do my birthday party for me, buddy? I was like, yeah, sure. That sounds cool. I mean, I've never really done it, but I'll try. And um, so I went and played uh, his birthday. And then about, uh, let's see, the next day I woke up to, I think, 20 something missed calls from him and he said call me as soon as possible i thought oh shit something's wrong <laughs> so uh so i'm out there you know uh, trying to figure out what's happening I woke up that morning and he said no nothing's wrong uh finally got a hold of him and he said uh, so you know nathan chapman went to lee university with with my wife and and myself and um lee's in my hometown so uh he was like he was like you know they were really good friends and they were Instagram friends and she had posted a video of you on Instagram and he was super impressed. And Nathan's, you know, he's produced Taylor Swift and, um, you know, he did the whole first two albums with her. And, uh, and so, uh, he said, you know, he wants to meet you. Like, when can you go to Nashville? And at the point, at that time I made my own schedule. So I was like, well, let's just go and I'll clear my schedule for a couple of days. So we went up there that Monday and, uh, met them and we went to go eat lunch after with just me and my buddy and his wife and I got a phone call about 40 minutes after we uh had that meeting and they offered me a deal um an arts development deal is him and uh, uh Kevin Kadish sort of thing called uh, uh starts with music and um so he was like you just need to move out here and so I quit my job and moved everything out and um and I've been there ever since and I uh I had my job, of course, but when I got there, it was kind of a, it's kind of a crazy story. But I ended up being um, allergic to the limestone dust in in uh, in my job uh, that I did. I worked in rock quarries, uh, making designing asphalt and stuff like that for the road department. 
Mm-hmm. And it was kind of weird, you know, how things lined up, but you know, that happened. And I called my producers and I said, guys, I don't know what to do. Like, you know, I don't, I don't have a publishing deal at this, at this point. And I've barely been writing any songs and, you know, uh, you know, we're trying to get this record deal thing going. And he said, well, he said, go down to Broadway and knock on every door you can. And he said, and I didn't know this, but he said, you know, every artist that he's worked with, and, and I, you know, from when he first started doing the producing thing, he's told to do that. None of them have ever, none, nobody's ever done it. <laughs> but, but I went down and I knocked on every single door in Broadway that I could. I went in every single bar that was down there and got told, you know, email this person or, you know, know this, know that. It actually took, I was walking back to my car to put more money in the uh, meter so I could stay down there longer. And uh, this person was loading stuff into the window of tin roof and uh, I could see him, you know, loading it in. And, and this girl stopped me in the middle of the road and she said, Hey, you're a, uh, you're a big guy. And I was like, yeah. And she's like, you got to play anywhere right now. And I was like, no, she goes, well, I'm terrified of pigeons. And I don't know why there was just a, like a, 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 crazy amount of pigeons down on broadway that day and she was like they're all in my way and i'm terrified can you walk me to tin roof i'm playing tin roof and i said yeah sure so i walk her down there it's about you know a couple couple business doors down and um uh and she said you, you small talking you know hey you know what are you doing down here and, da, 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 da. and i told her the same thing i told you just now and she said well how about you how about you hop up with us we'll play about 10 15 songs we'll get you up here and so that was my first time ever playing Broadway and then um, kind of cut my teeth down there for a little bit, making money and stuff like that, you know, just trying to make ends meet. Um, and about three months later, uh, it, this is, you know, kind of spanning over the, the course of time. I'd actually written Whiskey Winds and uh, got in with a buddy of mine who's now my guitar player. And he also co-wrote the song with me and, um, and we wrote that song. That was the first, second song, first or second song I ever wrote when I was when I moved to town. Uh, was that one right there? And um, we knew it was special from the very start. And then, uh, and actually, I I say that that one had a heavy play in me getting my publishing deal through through Liz Rose, which you know um, we we uh, her and the and the team before I before I got to join up with them and be a part of that family. Um, we just like clicked with each other instantaneously, you know, yeah. um, Liz is just such a, a kind, a kind hearted uh, person. And, um, you know, she really just, if she believes in you, she really, 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 really believes in you. And I'm just really lucky that she gave, gave me a chance to write songs for a living and, uh, and be an artist, you know, like she's still to this day, you know, she, she, she does it for all the artists that are at Liz Rose. She just fights for us. And, she's all the time, you know, wanting us to do better and checking in on us and making sure that we're okay. Because, you know, all of our, all every, I think every artist is mentally damaged in some capacity. Um, <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a good product of sad boy country. Um, yeah. <laughs> but uh, I think I need to trademark that, but. Yeah, uh, absolutely. <laughs> but it's just been, you know, it's been great, you know, uh, and it's been about, like I said, pushing three years now being in town and um, I'm just really loving it, man. I'm, I'm getting to do what I never thought that I would ever do in, in my life. You know, I was, I was kind of at the end of my ropes when I was living in, in Cleveland and not really knowing, not really having a purpose, you know, not feeling fulfilled and stuff like that. And now I get to wake up every day and, and write songs that have the potential to, to, to change people's lives and, and, um, you know, make you feel good and, and make you want to drink a beer with your buddies and, you know, stuff like that. And now I have a tendency to not really conform to what's going on right now. And I'm not going to write, uh, you know, a drink a beer with your buddy song a lot. You know, I'll write it occasionally. I, I really, I really strive to, to I want to be different and I want to, um, I want people to know that, you know, when you think of Josh Kaiser, I want you to think, you know, a real person um who just like deeply cares about the lyric and the songs that i choose um for people to hear uh because i don't think that that's really done na- nowadays that that well yeah. uh, but i'm gonna try my damnedest to do it and bring that 90s sound back in a modern way 
you know, with the, with the up-tempo songs that we put out and that I write and, or cut, you know, and, uh, I'm just really passionate about what I do now and it, it's given me a purpose and it's given me the ability to, to meet new people. I know that I've got a song that's going to be coming out. It's called better place to fish and it'll be coming out really, really soon. And I, you know, that one in whiskey winds, people walk up to me and they say, Hey man, you know, I was a, with whiskey winds, they'll say, Hey, you know, I was a, I was an alcoholic and, um, you know, I've, I've been alcohol free for, you know, 10 years and it cost me a marriage, but we, you know, we found, we found peace and, and, uh, and recognize, you know, we recognize that, that it's okay to forgive and that's the best kind of thing that you can do. And that's what, that's what that song talks about. You know, uh, Trent and I both, uh, you know, lived every lyric of that song in some capacity and, um, we wanted it to be more about forgiveness than, than anything else. Um, and just forgiving the people that hurt you because, you know, sometimes it's not, you know, uh, sometimes it's not all their fault. You know, sometimes it's the vices that we choose in life and stuff like that, that drive us down a road of, of, uh, of alcoholism or, you know, whatever your vice is going to be in life. And, um, you know, I just, I really love being able to, to, to talk to people and, and have them tell me that, you know, and play a show and, you know, and say, Oh, we can't wait, you know, to say we saw you win and that kind of stuff. And, and with better place to fish, you know, it's, uh, I wrote that song about my grandpa and, uh, I'm pretty passionate about that one too. And, uh, passionate about everything I've got out, but you know, sometimes when, when people react to them, when you're playing new songs out and they come up to you and say, Hey, you know, I lost my grandpa, you know, a week ago and, and this song really touched my heart and, you know, I can't wait for it to come out cause it's so, you know, it's so special to me. It's, it makes me feel good about what I do. So I'm just glad that I'm able to have this platform. Yeah, you know, it's it's really incredible what you've been able to do in such a short amount of time. Man, you know, man these, it's, it's just a, just uh it's just being blessed, you know. Um these times that we live in are are so unpredictable and uh you know, I I believe that, you know, if 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 I just keep doing what I'm supposed to do, then you know, things are going to work out. Um and it's not really, it's not for me, it's not about the fame and the, and the money and stuff like that. That's all a plus, you know, it's just about doing what I was put on this earth to do. And I really feel that that's being an artist and, and being a songwriter. Well, you know, you're, you're writing songs and putting out songs that, you know, for me, I'm a very much a put on a song, you know, and then if the, the beginning of the next song of the same artist doesn't really hit me, it's like, all right, skip. Um, with the songs that I've heard of yours that you have out, there's been no skipping, you know, every one of these songs, you know, and this sounds cliche, but I feel like you wrote them for me. Oh man, <laughs> you know, like, thank you. You know, it, it's unbelievable. Like yeah. I, I, it's been a long, long, long time since I've been able to put, you know, maybe Luke Combs might've been the last one that I could put on every song, sing every lyric and like really feel it. And, you know, that's, it's incredible that you've been able to do that. Oh, thank you. I really appreciate that very much. Thank you so much. You're welcome. You know, so, you know, you moved to Nashville, you know, what, two years ago now at this point? Yeah, you know, somewhere around two and a half, three years. I think it's getting close to three years now. So were you were you playing music at home in Cleveland? Uh, you know, off and on, um, uh, you know, I, I actually played drums for the, the church uh, that I was a part of. And um I kind of got into the whole like lead vocal guitar thing there at the very end of it, of being here. Um, and then, you know, it was kind of, it was weird uh, how it all worked out. And I, you know, I kind of just was at the end of my ropes with everything around here. And, you know, being from a small town, it's pretty hard to, to advance in life sometimes yeah. and, oh, yeah. and stuff like that. And I was just looking for more. And, and I just remember, uh, you know, really just kind of praying one day. I was like, you know, and I'm not religious or anything, but I do believe in God. And, you know, I, I was pretty pissed off. And I think I remember him being like, F you for putting me in this situation and allowing this and this to happen and all this kind of stuff. I was so upset with myself and, you know, mad at, at my situation and uh, just empty. You know, I, I felt I felt super um, I, I felt like I wasn't doing what I was put here to do, you know, and I, I and and that I wasn't doing anything but going through the motions. And, 
um, you know, I did, I did start doing the whole, uh, the whole church thing and, and, and stuff like that and playing at church and, and stuff. I mean, heck, you know, I grew up in the buckle of the Bible belt. There's not much you can do around here, but go play in church if you want to try to play music. Right. Um, and, you know, so I, I tried that whole thing and I ended up, you know, kind of getting a, a bitter taste for it a little bit in my mouth. You know, there were things that had happened that, um, I didn't think would happen at a church, uh, but it did. And, you know, I was like, God, I don't even want to be here anymore. And, you know, it's just like, what do I do? And, um, you know, I, I just, I'm so glad that I'm able to, uh, that, that, that something happened to shift where I was going, um, you know, in life at that point, uh, because it absolutely changed my life. And I'm just, like I said earlier, I'm just so grateful that I'm, I was able to do it. Yeah. You know, and I, it's funny because I have a similar church story. You know, when I was in middle school, high school, you know, I used to go with my grandfather every Sunday and then, you know, things in life happen. Right. And then you see yep. things and you start to become a little more aware. And, yep. you know, for me, it was like, well, this isn't what this is supposed to be, or I don't think this is what this is supposed to be. And it yeah, like, agree, totally, yeah. totally turned me off, you know, to a point where it was like, you know, my wife was like, I want to bring the kids to church. And I'm like, Go ahead, no. have a have a right. Yeah. I'm not going with you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I'm a big, I'm a big, uh, I'm a big advocate on, um, uh, on relationship over attendance. Yes, I agree, hundred percent, hundred percent. You know, and it's interesting <laughs> because you know it's it's not you know especially you know where I'm from, you know, in New England. You know, church is attended by probably ten or fifteen people every Sunday. Yeah, you know, it's not yeah. it's not a thing, you know, and it's and it's interesting yeah. because, you know, I talk to a lot of people in in your neck of the woods and it's, you know, a constant talk about God and in church and how that relationship is. And it's, you know, unfortunately or unfortunately, it's not something I can relate to. So it's it's yeah. nice to hear your aspect of it. Yeah, I mean, you know, like it's uh, I'm actually a, a major New England fan, by the way, I just want to put okay. that out there. Uh, I do spend a lot of time, uh, in, in New Hampshire and stuff like that. Um, nice. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. I, and I noticed that as well. Like when I would, when I go up there to see my friends and stuff like that and, you know, I get to go play these places and, and even like being, you know, on tour, uh, you know, we got close to being up, up North and really Midwest up North and there's, I mean, you know, you can you can definitely tell um that the the culture difference and you know down here it's just like one of those things where um it's really second hand you know and it's it's something that and it's kind of funny like if you ask uh if you if you ever you know read up on like florida georgia line or anything like that like we all started in church down here yeah yeah you know that's and and you know there's always going to be something that that um, that somebody will reference uh, when it comes to that as for if you've been in music or, you know, if you're uh, currently in music, you know, people are like, Oh, I play at church or I played at church or I did this, you know? And, uh, and then they're like, well, why don't you do it anymore? And it's like, well, you know, you, you, you grow up and you see how things start working and you're like, yeah. uh, I think I might just go learn myself. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah absolutely. You know, cause I, I'm not a big fan of the, of the, I'm going to make, uh, you know, five, six hundred thousand dollars off a con off of a congregation. Uh, right. You know, I'd rather t I'd rather hang out with somebody who wants. You know, I mean, heck, I think I think they say in the Bible that Jesus hung out with the thieves and the and the sinners more than he hung out with the with the righteous and the holy. So yeah, I think I'm I think I'm good being a you know a Saturday uh, a Saturday night sinner and a Sunday morning saint. Yeah, abs absolutely. <laughs> um, so kid kid yeah did you did you play or was this something you kind of got to as you know I, an adult? so i grew up in i grew up in music uh you know, my uncle kind of got me into it he played for he played bass for sarah evans and um oh no kidding yeah and and uh i think he actually played for the guys in rascal flats before jay and marcus started playing with them um he actually went to lee as well so uh they had met and stuff like that and uh you know, my uncle lived with us in my grandparents' house and, um, for a little bit and what, I, of what I remembered in that time of my life. And I remember the day that he left and moved to Nashville. Um, 
he uh he gave me he gave me a, a eagles record and a I think it was a kiss a kiss cd and so a couple other different things and stuff like that and i kept them with me i still have the i actually still have the eagles record um and uh you know i fell in love with that style of music and then uh you know my grandparents my grandma she uh she's really big into music and uh her brothers and sisters had a gospel quartet and so you know she would always play piano in the house or have some kind of music on and I would listen to it, but I listened to it as a way to escape from, you know, being bullied and, and kind of stuff like that. You know, I was really overweight when I was a kid and, and, um, in high school, it kind of turned to, which if you've heard the F word, um, it turned yep. into that. And, um, I was always everybody's call when, when somebody needed help and, um, you know, I don't, I don't hate that. I, I think that that was a good thing for me because, um, you know, it kept me out of a lot of heartbreak, uh, but it also, you know, gave me a little bit of heartbreak and it, it really made me lean on music. Um, you know, growing up, I, I just remember, you know, sitting in the car and, and I would go and just drive to the mountains cause I live so close to the mountains and, um, I'd take a 45 minute drive up to the mountains and sit there all night listening to the Eagles and Aerosmith and, uh, you know, Johnny Cash and Ray Charles and, and all them. And, and I would just sit there and listen and listen and listen. And I just fell in love with music. Um, but I never, I, I remember picking around on piano. I've never been able to read music. Um, so, I, you know, I would listen to a song and learn it on piano. And, uh, and I played drums and stuff like that. And then I started kind of picking around on guitar. Um, and it the, the guitar thing just kind of stuck. I actually really suck at guitar. But, uh, you know, I can... I can play four or five different chords and it works now, <laughs> but yeah. Well, I mean, um, I mean, you're playing the the best genre for only knowing three or four chords. That's it. That's <laughs> it right there. Yeah, and you know, I'm more of like a, I would say, a Amos Lee picking style guitar player. Um, yeah, I like the ambient uh, sounds of guitars, uh, but yeah, I just I you know I played I played growing up, but it was never really anything that I thought that I would do like I said, nowadays, you know, I just, I never thought that it would even be a thing. It's just one of those things where, you know, you're like, Oh, well maybe like if I went and tried and stuff like that. And, but I just, I never had it in me. I just was like, ah, it'll never happen. You know, it's too good to be true. I'm like, you know, I'm everybody's best friend and and stuff like that. And so I just, I had that mentality for the longest time. And, um, you know, and then the day that that changed, uh, I, you know, it felt like I could just, I can still look like a weight that it just came off of me. Um, and yeah, I just, so to answer your question, yes, <laughs> I did. I did grow up picking around on stuff, but not fluently playing it. Yeah. You know, it, it's funny that you mentioned the F word because, you know, for, with these conversations, you know, probably right, wrong or indifferent, I don't get too much into the music aspect because, yeah. you know, this, this is a country music show. You Everybody knows that you sing songs and put them out there like you wouldn't be on the show <laughs> if you were. Um, but the F word has also become one of my favorites recently. And I think because you know, even now talking to you, like you have such a deep connection to your songs that you've released that, you know, it really resonates, you know, and with the F word, I think it's one of those songs where everybody, you know, male, female, whatever, can relate to that song at some point in their life. Yep. Yeah, exactly. And that's the reason why my producer, uh, uh, Kevin Kadish and Ben Burgess, they both wrote Whiskey Glasses and they, they wrote that song and we were talking one day and we were actually talking about what I just told you. And he said, dude, I got this song. He said, let me play it for you. So he played it for me. And I was like, let's go cut it. We cut it the next day and, uh, and decided to put it out, you know, and this one of those, like, man, I wish I would have wrote this, but then again, it's like Spotify <laughs> pays me three cents a spin. So I guess I really don't give a shit, you know, but that right. one, that one hit me, you know, it hit me in the gut and I instantaneously knew I've got to cut this song. I've got to have this song. Right. So, um, I was just going to say, so you, you're, you're really surrounding yourself with people in this industry that really kind of suck them, huh? What do you mean? With, I'm being sarcastic. With, oh, oh, oh. <laughs> um, my bad. I'm no, bad on the sarcasm. It's all right. You know, you, you, you've got, you know, been able to build in the last couple of years, especially with the people that you're around is just, 
you know, it's, you know, you can say it's luck all you want, but it's really a testament to you and your craft and how well you do it. Oh man. And you know, I just, I, I love people and that's really it. You know, um, I was taught at a very early age to, to be the best person you can be for your friends and, um, you know, always have somebody's back because a lot of the times, you know, especially growing up, I noticed that when somebody says they're your friend, most of the time they're really not unless yeah. they show it, you know, and, and I think that, you know, just me being raised the way I was, uh, when I moved to town, I noticed that people aren't like that. You know, everybody, everybody is trying to be better than the other, than, than the next best thing. And I kind of chose personally to be just me, um, and just love on everybody and, um, you know, try to, try to do the right thing. And, and, you know, I think that that's kind of propelled these relationships that I've made, um, into long, you know, into long, long time friendships. And, uh, you know, it, it, it helps that we, you know, we all do work together and, there's a lot of people in town that are for, you know, everybody in town. You know, there's a lot of people that are champions of everybody, but you have, I have those select few people that, you know, I surround myself with on a daily basis that, um, that I believe in and that, and they, I know they believe in me and I know that they know that if, you know, if they needed to call me at one o'clock in the morning to come get them, I'd call them at one o'clock in the morning or I'd be there at one o'clock in the morning to come get them. And, I've just always tried to be the best person I can be for everybody. And especially in a, in a town and, and, and even in a world uh, that, you know, there's a lot of selfish, uh, ambitious people. Um, and, you know, it just, it, it's, it kind of sucks to, you know, to say that, but it's, it's, it's just unfortunately the cold, hard truth. Yeah. You know, it's interesting. Cause I, you know, and you just touched on it a little bit, you know, cause I, you know, I hear, some of the behind the scenes stuff in, in town and all that, you know, being, doing what I'm doing. And, you know, cause there's people that come on here and will literally <laughs> open floodgates, right. About, oh, about yeah. what happens. Um, now, you know, based on the sense I'm getting from you is that's going to be hard for somebody like you that is just so caring, you know, you can tell that you're a caring person, you know, you, you actually give a shit about people, do, um, yeah. you know, is it hard for somebody like you being in, in Nashville, doing what you're doing because everybody is out there to, you know, really at the end of the day, you know, to get ahead and be all about themselves. Man. Um, you know, I really try, I, don't, I, I really kind of stay in my own lane and, and yeah. don't let things bother me. Um, there have been a couple of things where I'm like, Oh man, that really sucks. Like I thought that was going to turn out different. Um, or I thought this person was going to be different, but, um, you know, who doesn't have that in, in any aspect in life. Um, you know, but I, I think that, uh, I think that I just, I, I maintain myself well and, and, you know, I don't really go out in town much and I'm not a really big drinker. You know, I'll occasionally have a beer too, you know, with friends and stuff like that. But I never really got in, like, I there was a point in time where I was pretty upset about it. And I think everybody in the pan, when the pandemic was at its peak, you know, was scared to death and, mm-hmm. you know, kind of drinking heavy and stuff like that. And I remember, uh, there was a little, and, and I'm, and I'm an open book. And I, I mean, I would tell anybody this, I you know, just, I really don't give a shit, but um, you know, everybody has a point in their life where they're like, and I feel like, you know, mid twenties are like, okay. Um, yeah, I'm 27 now. And at 26, I was a totally different person. You know, I remember, um, you know, I was writing songs and then I kind of got burnt out on, on doing the, the zoom thing. And then you get told you can't tour and then you get told that now you have to wear a mask everywhere and all this kind of crap and you can't see anybody. And it, you know, it is just, it kind of propelled me in a, in a deep state of depression. And I got some of my best songs that I've ever written, um, to date. Uh, I feel like, uh, during that, that point in my life. And, um, you know, I don't really, I don't really know where I'm going with this to be honest with you, but I'm just telling you about me, man. You know, I just, no. I just feel like um, I feel like everybody's got their low points and and maybe that has a little bit to do with why people are so selfish now, Um, you know, and just about themselves now is because they got a lot of ground to kind of pick up after going through what we've all went through. Yeah. Um, 
but again, you know, it, it taught me to stay in my lane. It taught me to, um, no matter what, always take the higher ground. Um, you know, and it taught me to be very transparent and open, you know, like I did, I did kind of learn my lesson on open, opening up with people about certain things, but, um, you know, who, who doesn't make mistakes and stuff like that when it comes to opening up to people. But, um, you know, I kind of, I kind of take it upon myself that to be the torchbearer of, I'm going to tell people how it is and not give a shit about if they think it's right or if they think it's wrong. Um, you know, so, uh, like I said, you know, staying in my own lane and and doing that, it, it makes it not hurt so much when you find out people are not for you and they say they are. Yeah. You know, I like to tell people like, you know, this show has kind of become a therapy session for a lot of people and I love it. I really, oh, yeah. because, it, because it's also become that to me because it's like, you know, I could talk about things that maybe I wouldn't with somebody else, you know, oh, you yeah. know, in the big scheme of things, right. You're, you're a stranger to me, but like yeah. after, after our conversation is over, like I consider you and every other guest I've had, you know, a friend where it's absolutely, like, yeah, you know, that, that was awesome, you know, and it's, it's really cool to be able to have this kind of avenue, you know, because yeah. it doesn't, it's not always just about the music, you know, the music speaks for itself, but yeah, you know, I think it's important for you to tell your story so that when people listen to this and listen to your music or have listened to your music and listen to this, they're like, Oh shit, I get it. I get it better now than I did before I had heard it. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and I think that people want that genuine, the, the genuine side of things, you know, I think that people are so, it kind of, it's crazy how like, you know, social media has just absolutely debacled our lives um, yeah. and put us in this position of, you know, a constant state of creating and a constant state of having to do things and look like everything's perfect in life when, you know, I'll be honest with you, like I, you know, <laughs> there's a lot of shit that's not perfect about me. I'm very left of center, um, yeah. you know, and, and I think that that ruffles a lot of feathers uh, in my specific genre and you know i'm okay with being that torchbearing guy of like hey man i'm gonna be a real person and i really don't care if you like me or not you know but people are gonna realize that i'm genuine and and that i you know i really care about my music and i care about the people listening to my music and i care about the things that i say you know on these podcasts and and things like that that you know, I just, I genuinely want people to know that when they think of Josh Kaiser and the music that he put out, that he puts out, you know, I want people to, to, you know, know that it's genuine and know that, you know, I'm a fun time and I'm also a serious time, you know, um, I've got a, I've got a project coming out, um, in the summertime and I'm really excited about it. It's, for, it's all these up-tempo songs and it's just nostalgic. You know, I, I wanted to do something that was going to be when you're driving down the road, you got the windows down and it's like perfect springtime weather, you know, and I wanted it to bring back those memories and stuff like that. You know, these, this, I'm very strategic on going in and cutting and making sure that the sounds are how it makes you feel. And, uh, and it brings you back to that point in time in your life, you know, when you're 16 and you're first driving for the first time in the springtime and it's cool weather and you got the windows down, the heat on, you know, in your Jeep. Yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah. things like that, you know, and, and then, and of course, like the, you know, there's serious times like whiskey winds and a couple of the other ones that are coming out where it's like, shit, you know, like let's reflect, you know, let's forgive people. Let's, um, let's look in the mirror and say, how can I fix me? Right. You know, things like that. So like I said, I'm just really passionate about it and, yeah. and I'm, and I'm, I'm big on sticking to my guns and being who I am and not letting anybody uh, the, not letting the machine alter that. You know, I'm not going to sit out here and post stuff on, on Instagram that I'm not actually doing. You know, it's like you get these people and they're like, I want to be an influencer. Well, everybody's an influencer already. You know, right. if you think about it in some aspect, you know, you don't have to have a major platform to be an influencer. If you, you know, if, if you got, if you live in a town of 500 people and you've got a, like a let's say you got a little niece or something like that well you influence that kid right you know regardless how many followers you got and stuff like that so like i said i you know i'm just going to be me and stick to my guns and and i want people to know you know when they hear these songs that they're listening to somebody who 
genuinely gives a shit about the songs and about the people listening to them. Yeah, you know, it's it's funny you say that because I don't think enough people actually stop and think about, you know, the influence they do have on, you know, people that actually matter. I'm not saying right. that, you know, your fans or, you know, people that listen to the show don't matter. But, you know, at the end of the day, it's it's about who you influence in your own circle that is just going to make, you know, the world or their lives better based on their action. Absolutely. Yeah. A hundred percent agree. You know, it, you know, and it's funny because, you know, my wife and I talk about that all the time. You know, we have three boys and it's like, yep. you know, everything that's going on in the world and, you know, we get all this time. Well, what are you going to teach your boys? And it's like, just to be decent people. Like I can't change yeah. certain things. You know, I don't have that sort of power, but I can teach my kids not to be assholes. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like you see those. Uh, every now and then I'll be on TikTok or something and I'll see like a video of these, uh, you know, like kids, like I say, people my age, you know, like going out and trying to make a difference. And I think we've got like a crazy amount of outreach that needs to happen here. Um, just, you know, to, to better society, you have, like the homeless population is absolutely insane here. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and like in Nashville, we have a thing where, and I actually do it sometimes uh, we, you know, we go out and um, we'll feed, you know, we'll feed people and just kind of pour back into them and then put them in a shower room and, and stuff like that and let them take a shower and stuff like that. And, and just be decent people instead of just like constantly thinking that the world revolves around me, 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 you know, right. it's almost like take a step back and realize, man, you don't have, you know, you've got a, you've got a really good life and don't take it for granted because a lot of people yep. don't. Right, right. A lot of people don't have the things that, you know, you or I do, you know, and it's, yeah. Yeah. you know, a lot of, I think a lot of people lose sight of that, you know. And it's, oh, yeah. And once yeah, you lose sight of that, it's hard to regain that sight without it kicking <laughs> you in the ass. That's it. Yeah. And, it, and it's easy to do. And, and, it, and it's good. Like, I've got a two-year-old. And so, you know, I see her and she's like, you know, I'll say, I'll like sneeze. I'll say, bless you. You know, like things like that. Like, she's just so and she loves people so much that, you know, I, you know, I can like take her around and people just love, love her because she's just such a light, you yeah. know? And, um, it's nice, you know, like t- raising her and, and, and seeing her be that good, you know, I know she's little and stuff like that, but they're so, they're such like pure, they're so pure when they're little like that. And, it's just refreshing to have that, you know, take on life. And, you know, I, I just, I take that in a, as, you know, as far as like how I can translate that into my daily life, you know, it's, I really try to be, you know, what she is uh, to everybody I, I come across. Yeah. Yeah. The two's fun. You know, my wife and I have a two-year-old and he's, just, uh, yeah. he's just so full of, you know, full of life and like so happy and, yeah, you know, it's just like damn, they say dude, terrible like, twos, but it's all about how you raise them. Oh yeah, know? no, no, he's a monster. Don't get me wrong. Oh but... yeah, I mean, shoot, we <laughs> we know? learned what uh, you know. I think. Well, I say we, uh, you know, learned. I learned that you know you got to spank you got to spank a kid, you know, and you got to <laughs> like you have to take things away from them, and you got to yeah. tell them no, and no, no is your best. Friend. Um, you know, I've definitely learned that. Uh, that no is is a word that you got to use like i don't oh, know yeah. man every every freaking 10 minutes it feels like but when you know there there's good days and bad days and you know the good days outweigh the bad days when it comes to being a parent of a two-year-old but yeah, sure um does. but man I, I tell you what like now i know what my grand my, my granddad my mom and my, my my grandma i know what they were talking about like we only had to spank your ass once you know it's like <laughs> Yeah, I got it. I got it. Yeah. You know, and I turned out to be a decent human. So, yeah. <laughs> you know, let's just hope that I don't, and it breaks my heart every time I have to do it. But I see these parents nowadays who don't want to even spank their kids. I'm like, come on, man. Like, you got, we got a society full of people who just don't give a shit about anything but themselves. Yeah. Or, yeah. you know, it's like, it's like, come on. You know, there, there's a lot more good than there is bad in the world. I promise you that. And let's just continue to make them good kids and, and good people because uh, you're raising adults you're not raising kids that's right i i couldn't you know i honestly couldn't agree with all of that 
anymore, you know, because it's, oh, it's crazy. It's, it's yeah. nuts. It's a nut uh, job of the world. Yeah, yeah, hell yeah. <laughs> uh, so, so now that we have a real good sense of who you are, which I absolutely, you know, I can't tell you how much I appreciate that. Oh, yeah. Um, when you're playing your music and you're out and you're in town, you know, do you have spots in Nashville that you're at constantly? Do you have... Um, oh, yeah. Oh, you know, yeah. Do you have your preference on places? I've got my preference on places, absolutely. Um, you know, if I'm going to... Uh, let me let me ask you this. Can you clarify, like, just hanging out or playing and hanging out? Um, both, either. Uh, what, whatever. I mean, unfortunately, so, I'm not in Nashville most of the time. <laughs> actually, I got you, yeah. <laughs> I got you. I mean, I think that, um, you know, if I'm going to go hang out anywhere, you know, I'm more comfortable, um, kind of in the midtown area. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I, I tend to hang out a lot at live Oak, uh, play a lot at live Oak, play a lot of ride arounds there. Um, I don't really play on Broadway anymore. Um, I just, I tend to not want to go down there at all. Um, it's just a lot of, a maybe too many i'm not really good in crowds i'm good in front of crowds yeah. um but you know at, there's things that you know I, there's jobs that i've worked in life and stuff like that before i started doing music where i just constantly have my head on a swivel and i'm just not having a good time like i don't have a good time going to a bar and drinking i don't have a good time like going on broadway like i i just i don't really enjoy that and i never really have enjoyed that i you know even in in high school and stuff and we'd throw like parties and bonfires i'd never really had a good time doing it unless it was like just everybody hanging out you know um i've never really been the club person but if i if i go anywhere uh in town it's definitely like live oak and red door and that's really the only two places i'll I'll go uh and i spend a hell of a lot of time at chewy's i think i eat chewy's every day for lunch they know my order i go in there and i get it every day for lunch so (laughs) That's awesome. I'll do that. Um, but yeah, if I had my choice to play anywhere and do anything, it's a hundred percent live Oak for sure. Yeah. Now I've seen that you've played whiskey jam and you know, some of the, some of the bigger places in town. Oh what, yeah. What's, yeah. What's that like? You know, it is whiskey, Man, whiskey jam. Whiskey jam's amazing. Uh, Are you invited to go there or do you like apply to go? There? Um, so it, it, it kind of happened for me in two different ways. Um, the first time I ever played Whiskey Jam, uh, Ward had actually reached out to me and said, hey, man, I've heard your name around town and I've listened to, you know, your songs and I've talked to some people and we'd love to have you. I played my first Whiskey Jam like maybe three or four months after I moved to town um, that way. And then um, since then, you know, Ward and I have become really good friends and, and he's he is such a good person and, and so awesome to work with and. Um, he does a lot for, you know, up and coming people and, you know, just brand new people to town. He gives everybody a chance and a platform to, to go and play and stuff like that. And, you know, I really kind of stay away from the winners losers area. Um, I just, I've never, like I said, it's more, it's more of a bar, like more of a, it's just, it's older and stuff like that. And and I love going there and and playing whiskey jam because whiskey jam just puts on such a good time and you meet new people and, um you know you can listen to somebody full band as opposed to somebody acoustic right um and you know get a really good grip on for example like i think there was a couple guys that i wrote with not too long ago that i went and watched them play a live thing so you know we could write a song for them and then they could write a song for me uh, or with me uh for me to cut and uh i think that that, that's great And and like i said ward is such an amazing person and he puts on such a great show and, you know, with like winners side of, uh, on uh, over there on winners and losers, you know, winners is just such a great area to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I actually kind of, I think I recently, I don't know if I'm supposed to say this, but I think I heard they're actually tearing that place down, but, um, but I'm not, I don't know that for sure. Uh, they're putting a lot of apartments over there right now, which is kind of weird, but, um, but yeah, whiskey jam, man, it's, it's something different. Like I, I enjoy the, the ride arounds where people are actually wanting to listen. Um, and w- at whiskey jam, they do want to listen to you and they pay attention to you. And it's like doing a concert for people who 
are in the industry and people that, you know, are friends with you and things like that. There's, there's some people that come in that are like fans and stuff. I, like there's a couple people that, you know, I'll see at every show that I'm playing. Um, yeah. But, or a set of, a group of people, but um, you know, most of the time you're, you're playing whiskey jam for, you know, just like, for like Ward, just just being there and being a part of something that is historical that Ward is building um, is is just like a it's like a rite of passage if that makes any sense. Yeah, no, absolutely. You know, it it from you know from being outside of it, you know, it it really seems like he's built something where it's you know it's become almost like the who's who in the you know independent Nashville scene. It's a hundred. Yeah. 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 And even like now, like we're, you know, they, he does these things where, for example, like, you know, I'm published by Warner Chapel and Liz Rose. They have a co-venture with me and we're doing a Liz Rose takeover and stuff like that. And, um, you know, he lets, he like, they let that happen. Like they do that kind of thing for like the publishing people and like, yeah. you know, we'll all come out, all the artists that, that write for Liz and the writers will, we'll come out and we'll play three songs and it'll be a good time. And he does that kind of stuff. And he also does like, like you just, like you were just saying, it's like a who's who. Um, and, you know, he just, it's such a good way to get discovered. And, you know, he was, he was once a musician too, and he still is, but he writes, he's an, an amazing writer and a, an amazing singer. Um, and, you know, he, he did the Broadway thing and, and he was doing the, the artist thing and stuff like that. And, I think that he just has such a a heart for people like us and the independent, you know, artistry and um, and just giving everybody a chance. Yeah. Uh, he just has that 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 mindset. And like I said earlier, he's just such a good guy, and um, he definitely gives us all uh, our chance. That's for sure. So yeah, it's a great thing know, to be a part of. It's one of those things when it seems like, you know, you hear the history of like Tootsies, you know, and it seems like oh, Whiskey yeah. Jam is is becoming what Tootsies, I don't want to say used to be, but, you know, used to be. <laughs> no, and that's not that's not a bad thing to say. I mean, you know, there's a lot of, um, you know, there's a lot of things that are, are changing. You know, there's a lot of places that, you know, uh, people used to really gather around that you know now people don't now people gather around different things i think that everything you know everything's everything has a phase yeah you know and it's it's i think it's just how much effort people put into let's just say like a songwriter like there's so many writer rounds in town now and like even even me so like i took a i took a big break from going out and i actually just really just i actually stopped drinking so i uh, you know i focused on myself and and my music and my craft and my writing. And, um, and I say, I quit drinking it. Like I had a problem. I just, I never really, <laughs> I never really drank to begin with. I just like, I just was like, Hey, you know, I don't see any good in this. So let's just cut the, let's just start cutting the little things out of my life that I don't see anything good in and pour myself in, all into my writing and into my artistry and stuff like that. And when I did that, I even noticed that, like, it's funny because, like, there's classes of people. I call Nashville High School with Money. Yeah. And it's funny. I feel like a, I feel like I'm going into junior year of high school right now, <laughs> you know, and I and because I see these new freshman people that I've never heard before that, like, maybe have been in town but took a break from it. And now they're coming out and doing ride arounds and stuff like that. And it's just crazy to see, you know, um, it's wild. <laughs> That's for yeah. sure. Yeah. You know, it's, I think everything you're doing and the trajectory you're on is just, you know, I, I, you know, I've, I've said it before and I, you know, I've only said it with people I mean. Um, you are, I have a strong suspicion, you know, in the next couple of years, we're going to, we're going to think Josh Kaiser when we think country music. Man, I, I appreciate that. And I, I sure hope that's the way it happens. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, so, so speaking, you know, you talked a bit, a little bit about it earlier. Did you, is this project you're working on, is this going to be an EP that's coming out this summer? So I've got an EP coming out now, actually. Uh, okay. I think that we're looking at putting it out March the 24th. 
Okay. Um, and it's just it's going to be big on little things, whiskey wins, and then two more songs. Um, so we're just going to add two into that. But the project that we're coming out in the summer is going to be five songs, I think. Um, and I'm pretty excited about those. Uh, I'm extremely excited and just super grateful that I get to put out this these next two. But the the next project that we're working on is all like these good time, like good feeling songs that, you know, if you listen to it, you're going to think, damn, I want to go to the lake or, yeah. you know, man, I miss my buddies back home, like that kind of thing and, yeah. um, and stuff like that. So I'm pretty passionate about, about what's coming out. And, um, and then of course, uh, I believe there's going to be one that is going to be very similar to whiskey winds. That's going to be coming out very soon too. So, um, yeah. I'm excited to see, to see what happens with that. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and like to, to put something feel good out at the time of year you're going to is always a bonus too, because it's going to, you know, just draw people to that feeling. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And that's one of the things that, you know, I'm, I, I kind of wanted to do. I, I wanted everybody to, you know, just have a chance to hear the funner side of me, you know, I'm, you know, there's a big on little things is a fun song for me to sing and, Never drinking again. Fun song for me to sing. Uh, the two that are coming out, really fun for me to sing. But when it comes down to lyric, like bro- you know, broken down lyric and things like that, uh, the ones that we have coming out are definitely fun for sure. That's awesome. That's awesome. Well, I can't wait Hi. for all of it. When, when I play, oh, dude, thank you. <laughs> when I play one of them, I always, I always say, uh, you know, this one you got to spell. So I hope you're smarter than a fifth grader and. i'll start playing it and people realize what it is they're like oh shit that's that's really cool and you can just see crowd the crowd just reacts to it so well so i'm i'm really looking forward to being able to put it out yeah well i'm i i for one i'm looking forward to hearing it and i'm sure everybody else is too. no thank you bud it's it's awesome what you're doing you know and like i said i can't thank you enough for for being on the show here today um absolutely it's 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 incredible what this you know for me what this show has become and you know to have people like you on it has just been even more of a uh, a blessing and you know really special for me so thank you for that oh man thank you i sure do appreciate that so i do have a couple more things i like to touch upon before i let you uh yeah before i let you go um like i said you know i i know what timing means to everybody you know we're all busy so you know, to thank you again, you know, I, I can't thank you enough. Um, but with that being said, the two questions, you know, and some people are probably going to be like, Jim, you really just asked them that after the conversation you just had, but we are boots and whiskey. Absolutely. If you have a whiskey of choice, what is it? Or had a whiskey of choice, what was it? And if you wear boots, whose boots are you wearing? And I know you're wearing your boots. I meant what brand of boots? Yeah. Uh, so <laughs> boots. I'll do the boots first. Uh, okay. Boots. Um, so I was wearing Tacovas before Tacovas were cool. Uh, <laughs> I, I've been wearing those for a long time. Um, it, you know, everybody used to be like, Lucchese this, Lucchese that, Justin this, Justin that. I've always been a Tacovas guy. Yeah. Uh, so I say Tacovas on that. Um, and whiskey man you're gonna hate me but i i i've like drank whiskey a couple times and every time i do it i can't talk the next day really um yeah i don't know what it is um about it um but i've always been more of a tequila person um but the tequila i drink is actually aged in a whiskey barrel oh nice um so but if I had to make a, a whiskey choice, the only whiskey that's never hurt, the only two whiskeys that's never hurt my vocal cords or like made it hard to talk the next day is actually Bird Dog and the Whiskey Jam Blackberry Whiskey. So hold on. Whiskey Jam makes their own whiskey? They do. And it's absolutely delicious. Holy shit. Yeah, it's blackberry flavored. I know that like a lot of people like don't like flavored whiskey who actually like whiskey. Um, but the blackberry whiskey is actually amazing. And I mix it like I mix it with red bull, um, is typically what I'll have if I have that. Uh, but I grew up like 
I say grew up, like I did drink when I was a kid a little bit, you know, <laughs> I think everybody does. And we were in like the college years of things. And for when I turned 21, I, I drank a, I drank two bottles of bird dog, uh, 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 like peach flavored whiskey or blackberry flavored whiskey. And I just, I've had that kind of those two bottles. Uh, I started drinking the blackberry one um, when I moved the town and met Ward and he had me take a taste of it. And then I've drank bird dog since I was probably 19 years old, (laughs) (laughs) Um, you know, but uh, um, shoot the tequila I drink is actually called addictivo. um, And it's the Añejo version. Um, So it's aged in the whiskey barrel and it actually, I drink that neat and um, it tastes like, it tastes like bourbon, but it doesn't have the effects that bourbon has on me when I drink it. All right. Um, so, <laughs> That's, you know, so it's, it kind of, now I'm curious because every time I hear somebody talk about whiskey or bourbon, they always talk about how it helps, you know, their singing voices. Yeah, it does the opposite effect on me. That's so weird. Yeah. It actually like super dehydrates me, which is really crazy. Um, you know, people will say, I'll drink like a drink a whiskey with lemon and, and peppermint in it and it'll help you. But it never does for me or like a hot toddy with cinnamon. It yeah. does. It does the complete opposite for me. The wow. only thing that's ever, I don't think any alcohol drink has ever worked except for like peppermint schnapps. Um, you know, if I'm sick or if my throat's hurting um, and I'm trying yeah. to sing. Uh, you know, most of the time I've got a crazy routine when it comes down to when my voice is tired um, and I've got to sing, you know, a 60 minute set. Uh, I know exactly what to do now. And it is not drink alcohol. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if that's what works, then don't don't mess with it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. That's right. So actually, one last thing I forgot to even I don't even know what made me forget this but what does your touring schedule look like for this year do you have anything in place uh no um i don't um you know i i think uh you know it's a pretty hard market to get into right now as far as touring goes Uh, there's probably i probably it's probably best that i don't really get into it but that's fine i just don't want to get a spanking for it but (laughs) um you know, I, I, I believe that 2022 is going to be a pretty big year for me. Um, awesome. Hopefully uh, I'm doing a lot of like private events and stuff like yeah. that this year. Um, you know, looking at actually doing a couple NASCAR races um, and stuff like that. So, yeah, I mean, as far as touring wise, it's very sporadic and, and very different, um, yeah. but nothing consistent right now. Yeah. Well, you know, I, I honestly wish you and hope, nothing but the best for you like i said earlier you know after this hour now that we've been talking you know i consider you a friend and i appreciate your friendship oh same as you above and beyond my friend and you know i you know and everybody can say and i'll be able to say you know josh kaiser was on you know and we can all say remember when and i i can't wait for the day yeah well i can't wait for the day that i say (laughs) i was on boots and whiskey podcast that's right that's right. Man. <laughs> well, Josh, thank you so much again. You know, I know time, like I said, I know time is, is crucial for you, especially with, you know, the busy that you have. So again, thank you for taking the time and oh, absolutely. Letting, letting, uh, letting us learn about who you are and yes, where, sir, this, yeah. where this beautiful, beautiful music is coming from. I greatly appreciate it. Oh man. Thank you so much. And thanks for having me. I wouldn't have missed this for nothing. Absolutely. My friend. And I'll keep you posted on when, when to expect everything to come out and we'll be in touch for sure. Sounds great. Yeah. And if you ever, if you're ever down my way, just hit me up. And if I'm up your, if I'm up your way, I'll, uh, uh, I'll hit you up as well. Yeah, absolutely. I would love to meet you in person and see you live and you know, it'd be great. Maybe we can get like Loretta's last call or something like that down in, in Boston. Hey, you know, I may or may not have a contact for them, Josh. Hey, well, we may need to make that happen. Let's do it, buddy. I'm a big, I'm a big Red Sox fan. Yeah, well, I mean, us too. <laughs> hey, you know, hopefully, hopefully the season starts on time. Oh, I know it's ridiculous. God, I don't even want to talk about it. I don't either. It's just <laughs> a bunch of tomfoolery. Right. 
Right. All all about the almighty dollar. And, That's it right there. You know. But yeah, yeah. Um we'll we'll talk off air and I'll uh we'll uh yeah. we'll we'll get that ball moving. Sounds great. I sure do appreciate right, you, bud. Hell yeah, man. And right. anything else you need from us here, just like I said, shoot me a text and let me know. Or I'll do it, buddy. Thank you. All right, bud. Thanks. All right, we'll talk soon. All righty. Well, there you have it. My conversation with Josh Kaiser. I, again, I can't, I can't thank Josh enough for being on the show and the hospitality and the conversations and the friendship that we have made over the last few months and, you know, the back and forth and, the, you know, he, he's so willing to, you know, respond back to any text or message I send to him, send to him about something. Um, so Josh, thank you so much for everything. You, you, this is probably top, top five episode that I've ever done. Um, so thank you for that. Um, we got some great things coming up. Um, we got a lot of shows we're going to be covering this month in April. Um, we just covered Dalton and the Sheriffs this past weekend to kick off April. Um, that YouTube review is either out or will be coming out maybe tomorrow. I'm not really sure. Um, as soon as I can get it out, it'll be out um, if it's not already. So keep an eye out on that. Um, no shows for a couple of weeks. I think the next show we do will be the Lansdowne Street Show. Um, a lot of local artists, some some big names. And then the next night, I think we're going to be doing Hardy um, at Big Night Live in Boston uh, with our, our really good friend, Annie Brobst, opening for that. And then that same week, we have Whiskey Myers then Friday night. Um, so that'll be a great, that'll be a fucking crazy week of shows. Um, hopefully, you know, my loved ones don't mind not seeing me for a week. I'm sure they don't. Um, but yeah, um, so a lot of things coming up. Keep an eye out next week. We have another great episode for you. Um, I will tell you this and I'll tell you only this as a hint for next week's show. Next week's show features um a musical act uh group band uh what i don't know i don't know i don't want to give too much away that has now played the opry twice they will be our first guests who have played inside the circle on the opry stage so i'm very excited for that and they played on the opry at the opry on my birthday in march They've also just got off the road with now Grammy winners, Brothers Osborne. If you've listened this far, you might even know who they are. Um, so, yeah, so I'm looking forward to that. That was a fun episode as well to do. Um, so really, guys, thank you so much for another great week, another great episode. Thanks for all the likes and the shares and the comments. Um, we're going to start rolling out some merch. We have some stickers. So if you'd like one of those, shoot me a DM. And um, I'll be sure to get one out to you. Um, they're clear, though. They're see-through stickers. They're interesting. Um, can't put them on um, dark backgrounds, I've <laughs> come to notice. Um, but yeah. So until next time, guys, keep the boots on the ground and the whiskey in the glass. We'll see you next Tuesday for a new episode of the Boots and Whiskey podcast. We're also starting to recruit for season three. Um, I've got some names and some people ready to go. Um, we actually just recorded our one of our what will be in season three, one of the first episodes of season three last night. Um, so keep a lookout for season three. That'll start in June. Season three will start in June. I know it's a long ways away, but you know, start thinking summer because it's coming. So like I said, cue the boots on the ground, the whiskey in the glass. See you soon, guys. Cheers.